Hello, I'm Charles Coves, Australasia's passion provocateur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Coves Show, whether you're watching on YouTube, on Rumble, or listening via podcast. This is episode 165. In this week's episode, my big idea is to celebrate Father's Day because it's Father's Day today in Australia as I'm recording this. I want to recognise all fathers and share some key philosophical thoughts on fatherhood. Fatherhood is challenging. It is difficult. Fatherhood has wonderful elements and it has crappy elements. I share with you seven key philosophical principles that guided me as a father of five children. My children are aged from 42 down to 12, two girls and three boys. I consciously chose these seven principles when my children arrived to help me guide my decision making. I reckon my children are each successful. I hope these principles I've adopted help you to decide your own principles as a father. And if you pick the wrong principles, the amazing thing is that you can change them. Isn't that exciting? Happy Father's Day to all fathers. And by the way, if you've missed episode 164 on YouTube, that's because it was pulled by YouTube on outrageous censorship. If you want to see episode 164, and I urge you to do so, then go to our Rumble channel, which is easy to find. So our format for the show is that I share the big idea for the week. I share six resources to help you implement the idea of the week, share some key happenings that happened in the past week, and then the last part of the show is for newer viewers and listeners where I cover the foundational principles for this show and also further details about my background that regular viewers and listeners already know. So let's get into today's big idea. Happy Father's Day. I have five children. One girl, then three boys, and then another girl. And they're aged from 42 down to 12. I also have three granddaughters. I want to share some thoughts on how you play this game of being a father. I consider each of my five children to be successful human beings. I have previously explored my definition of what it means to be successful, and my favourite definition of success is that success is the progressive realisation of a worthy ideal. You are successful if you are progressively realising your worthy ideal. At this stage, I consider that each of my children are progressively realising worthy ideals. They think about their worthy ideals. That's why I consider them to be successful. My father was a father of six children and I was the second of the six. I had a number of very wise mentors, including my dad. My dad and each of my mentors all helped me to craft my philosophy, my principles. I share the top seven of these principles, and they really encompass my, my ma- most major principles, 
so that I help you to craft your own principles. Consciously having principles, consciously having a philosophy makes the role of being a father easier, makes you consistent. Fatherhood is a leadership role. Consistency is a crucial element of leadership. Number one, there's no single right way to be a dad. I'm not imposing or suggesting that you slavishly embrace my philosophies, although I consider that they work. But there are many, many different ways to be a good father. Julie's dad behaved differently to me. Your own dad behaved differently to my dad. So the benefit of understanding there's many ways to be a dad takes the pressure off you to some degree. Number two, I am not the owner of my children. I am their guardian for a short period of time in the context of their lives, probably the first 14, 15 years out of, you know, a life expectancy of 80, 90, 100 years. It's a short time, isn't it? I don't own my children. Number three, from previous shows, I've showed you why you are a weirdo, why I'm a weirdo, why Julie's a weirdo. Each one of your children are weirdos. So every father-child relationship is unique, is weird. And so... Being a father to each child is exceedingly complex. And so that my philosophy is to accept that complexity and stop looking for the absolute right answer. This is a complex equation. And then when it's a complex equation, then that takes the pressure off worrying about going nuts about what do I do in this circumstance? It's a suck it and see in many situations. So embrace the complexity. Number four, I'm a freedom warrior, I'm a freedom lover, I'm an independence lover. I chose not to live in my children's pockets. I gave them their independence because when I was a kid, I wanted my independence. I wanted to be living my life even at an early age. At the age of 10, I had I was a newspaper delivery boy because I wanted the independence of generating my own money so I could make my decisions. I gave that to my children. I don't ring them every day. They probably, I don't know whether they're disappointed about that or not, but I'm busy living my life and giving that independence to children, not, not imposing myself on my kids, but being there is the decision that I made. So principle number five was, I live my own life while pursuing my success of realizing my worthy ideals whilst being a father, whilst being a good dad. I am meant to be living my life and not sacrifice my life for my children. Of course, there are certain circumstances like my, you know, parents, parents who have disabled kids where the only way that they can make it work is when they have to do that. Fortunately, I was lucky, I was, how shall I say, influential on living healthily so that 
my kids could see a healthy diet and my kids are healthy. And that meant that I didn't have to devote my life to looking after them. Philosophical principle number six. I accept if my children wish to be elsewhere and not with me. That's a choice that they have. So I don't get upset if my children say, I don't want to be with you, Dad. I want to be elsewhere. Okay, I accept that. I've got other stuff to do. So I didn't have arguments, fights with them, say, you should be spending your time with me. Number seven, I learned this before I became a dad, and that was that one of the keys to success, I learned this from a guy called Jerome Murray, or no, it was probably early in when I was a, only a father, uh, when I was a father of two, that, that one of the crucial elements of developing successful children is that in the first seven years of their lives, they felt wanted by their father and their mother. But I'm talking about fathers, so by fathers. I wanted my children to be aware that I loved them and that they felt loved. Not that I just loved them, but that they felt loved. Now, am I perfect? Absolutely not. But my sense is that they, they, that they did feel loved. How do I know that? Because of how they live their lives now. It's somewhat difficult with my 12-year-old. That's particular circumstances, but that's a core principle. Have your children feel that they're loved in the first seven years? And I haven't got time to go. I talked about this in an earlier show of one of the key success drivers. This is such a powerful idea, this feeling of being loved. I developed these philosophical principles because of the benefit that I have from wonderful mentors. So my own dad, he mentored me in many ways, particularly around my values. A Jesuit priest, Father Varga, who was a Hungarian priest here in Melbourne, was a wonderful mentor to me and to many members of my family. Matt Walsh was a lawyer, a second lawyer that I worked with, Four, oh, and Stuart Purnell was my, the first lawyer I worked for. Both of them, wonderful mentors for my whole life. A chartered accountant and wonderful mediator, Anthony Robb in Sydney. Wonderful mentoring experiences with him and a range of other men and women who came into and out of my life. I am so grateful that I had those mentors and those mentors help me in my decision-making. I hope you have mentors, and if you don't, then please, I urge you to get some. So that's my story. I congratulate you on being a father. I congratulate you on putting in the effort to be a good father. And I urge you to deeply think about your philosophical principles so here's some resources to think about this role of being a father. The Song by Cat Stevens, Father and Son. It's not time to make a change, just relax, take it easy. You're still young. Remember that song? That's your fault. There's so much you have to learn. Find a girl, settle down. If you want, you can marry. Look at me. I'm old, but I'm happy. 
And the son comes back and says, how can I try to explain? Because when I do, he turns away again. It's always been the same, the same old story. From the moment I could talk, I was ordered to listen. There's an interesting thought. So I did not order my children to listen. I shared my views. I didn't force them to adopt my views. I didn't tell them how to live their lives. I wanted them, like I wanted to be, to be independent, to make up their own minds. Great song. My book is by Steve Bidolf, Parenthood, B-I-D-D-U-L-F, Steve Bidolf, some excellent thoughts on raising kids, on the challenge of, of children, particularly boys. In fact, in fact, I think it's not parenthood, but it's fatherhood. Steve Bidolf, he wrote a couple of books, excellent insights into, into passing from, from being a boy to a man. My health tip arises from interviewing Dr. Rob Verkirk on TNT Radio yesterday, and that is to check out the website for Alliance for Natural Health and also for WOW International. The two websites will be on your screen, anhinternational.org and wowintl.org. Both organisations are worthy of your support. Both organisations will give you practical information and resources on constantly improving your health. My quote for the day is from Ralph Waldo Emerson. I've shared this in many programs that I've run. I have also adopted this. You can call this philosophy number eight. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Who you are speaks so loudly I cannot hear what you say. So you can take that principle number eight. I understood that how I behaved is the example that my children saw, not what I said to them. So I behaved in in ways consistent with my philosophy, and then they could observe that and choose, did they want to behave that way? And a spot of humour. A father and a son went fishing one day after a couple of hours in the boat. The boy suddenly became curious about the world around him. He asked his father, how does his boat float? Father thought for a moment and replied, don't rightly know, son. The boy returned to his contemplation whilst fishing, then turned back to his father. How do fish breathe underwater? Once again, the father replied, don't rightly know, son. A little later, the boy asked his father, why is the sky blue? Again, the father replied, don't rightly know, son. Worried he was going to annoy his father, he said, do you mind me asking you all these questions? Of course not, son. If you don't ask questions, you'll remain ignorant and never learn anything. (laughs) So take these resources to use today's big idea to help you become the type of father or parent that you wish to be, and then as you develop your philosophical principles, that raises your own levels of self-awareness. My aim for this show is to provoke you, inspire you, educating you about becoming ever clearer about what your life is about, what makes you able to live a life that you're proud of. I invite you to subscribe to this show, either on Rumble, or preferably on Rumble, or YouTube, or via podcast.
Discover more about what we do at two websites, covest.com, charlescovest.com. Invite your family and friends and work colleagues to subscribe. My books, Passionate People Produce and Passionate Performance, are both available on those websites. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to send me an email. Happy to answer any of them. And if you want me to talk about any particular issues that you have, might be a topic for a show, totally happy to have your suggestions. Now let's review some key happenings during the past week. As I said, I had Rob Verkirk on the TNT radio program it's wonderful how you can go back and listen to every program. There's some wonderful guests I've had. Um, so check out those possibilities for insights around matters that might be important to you. I note that in the USA, freedoms are going to be under attack again, and the tendency is also here in Australia. I urge you to be aware of the nonsense that's promulgated in many places. Be aware of the threats to your freedom. The government is not here to help you, and fighting for your freedom is a crucially important thing to do if you want to keep it. If you want to be a slave, that's your choice as well. I don't want to be a slave. I'm a freedom warrior. The Australian government's desires to censor misinformation and disinformation is outrageous and must, in my view, be resisted. The announcement of the voice referendum, the voice, huh, the referendum on changing Australia's constitution is now set for my birthday on the 14th of October. I'm implacably opposed to having two sets of laws in this country depending on your racial background. I urge you to think deeply about what this government is planning to do. It is nefarious, and I accuse our Prime Minister and many ministers in the current government of lying about what these constitutional changes will mean. In the context of capable governments, I've already talked about the incompetence and the lousy nature of the Victorian state government. Well, the federal government give you two examples of how incompetent these bureaucrats are. There was a planned amalgamation of business registers by the government Planned budget was four hundred and eighty million. It's blown out to two point eight billion. So four hundred and eighty million to two point eight billion. So they've scrapped the exercise. That's how good they are at projecting. And then Snowy Mountains two point scheme, its budget was two billion, is now blown out to twelve billion dollars. How good is government on budgeting, hey? Imagine if you lived your life that way. Stop thinking that government is competent. It is highly incompetent. It's run by bureaucrats, technocrats, and they pretend to know more than you. I reject that proposition. Do your own thinking. And in the meantime, choose to be happy as we fight for freedom together. I'm happy. Julie's happy. We've got plenty of challenges, but I'm happy in embracing the challenge of living this game of life. So if you're new to the show, stick around for the last part, which covers the foundational principles of the show and further background details about me. And thanks for watching or listening. Until our next show, I hope your week is full of passion, full of insight, full of increasing ability to adopt your philosophical principles, including your role as a father, if you are a father. 
It's an interesting question as to what the philosophical principles are to be a grandfather. Probably somewhat similar. Show your grandchildren that you love them and hopefully they appreciate that you love them. Have a great week. Thanks for being with us. See you next week. Bye. For viewers and listeners who want to know more about my background and what else I do with my life as well as the foundational principles of the show, here we are. Since 1993, when I left my legal career, a career that I love to become Australasia's passion provocateur, I have inspired and provoked and educated and motivated people all over the world to discover and pursue their passion. I have helped people via the books that I've written, via speeches at conferences, via in-depth team building programs, workshops over one, two or three days or over three months, six months. And I've coached people of all ages, one-on-one from small, medium and large enterprises, government enterprises, helping them to identify the often tiny changes that can make a massive difference. One of my core principles is that freedom is what makes us truly human. That's why one of the greatest threats that government imposes on you to force you to observe its laws is the threat of imprisonment, the loss of your freedom. Just think about that. Government says, if you don't behave yourself, we're going to put you in jail. No, no, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to lose my freedom. That's a reminder to you of why freedom is so important. Without freedom, you and I are not much different to animals. If you were locked up in a cage for the rest of your life, how how different would you be to an animal? This commitment to fighting for freedoms for all people is carried out by me primarily through five channels. Number one, preserving the freedom to pursue your passion. Number two, inspiring you to be able to be free through excellent health. Number three, helping preserve freedom throughout the world through the expansion of industrial hemp, a magnificent agricultural crop, an almost miraculous crop that enables every community to thrive independently of government. In this way, the power of government to take away freedom is minimized. Number four, fighting for freedom through legal strategies. So I do work as a legal strategy consultant, as an interface between clients and their lawyers. And number five, as chairman of the Australian Institute of Comedy and as a board member of the Australian Cartoon Museum, fighting for the freedom of thought and speech through uncensored comedy and humour through avoiding political correctness in the comedic space. When you block freedom of speech, freedom of thought, that's the beginning of the end of your freedoms. The foundational principles for the Charles Covest Show are founded on the formula SA plus P equals S. Your self-awareness added to your passion will guarantee that you are successful. And the best definition of success I have found in life is that success is the progressive realization of your worthy 
ideals, the progressive realization of your worthy ideals. This show is also guided by Socrates' famous principle and quote, the unexamined life is not worth living. You can see I'm wearing my red jacket. I wear my red jacket for all my shows. Red is the color of passion. So that when you see me on the YouTube version, it reminds you that when you see red in your life, you ask yourself the question, am I pursuing my passion? What am I passionate about? Am I still passionate about that? What might I newly be passionate about? Each week I explore one big idea that can change your life. And it's just one big idea because there's a chance you will remember it. If I give you too many ideas, then we, we get confused and we don't do anything. Clarity leads to power. Confusion kills passion. Each week I share simple and practical resources that you've heard me describe in the earlier part of the show. A spiritual tip, a health tip, lyrics of a song, a book, a quote, and of course humour. This show is not politically correct. I have no intention of being politically correct. And I love certain addictions, including my addiction to great coffee. Mmm. My addiction to exercise, my addiction to reading, and my addiction to certain other unmentionable in public type behaviours. Who would know what they are? This show definitely subscribes to the view that we have a spiritual life. So if you don't like discussion of spirituality, this show is not for you. I promise you that I don't include anything in this show that I don't consider to be true and that I have not found to be useful in the work that I've done over the past 28 years, but also over the past 50 years in business, as a lawyer, as a consultant advisor. I only want to share stuff with you that is of value to you. Finally, if you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to contact me at charles at Again, thanks for watching and listening to my show. Bye.